Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you're with us wherever you are. If you're joining us here on television in Santa Barbara, California, we welcome you. And of course, so many of you are joining us from all over the world at goodlifetelevision.org, uh, as well as on our podcast. All the podcast platforms you can find us. Uh, Good Life Conversations is what you're going to want to search for, and you can listen to it, and we see that a lot of you are. Uh, and then lastly, there's a new YouTube channel. So you can actually go to the YouTube channel, search for Good Life TV. You can subscribe, and you can see all the long-form interviews as well as we break those up into what we call power clips, some of the great moments from those interviews, and we hope you'll, you'll join us. We're in studio at TVSB today. Uh, it's a rare occasion. Usually we're in my backyard, but today we're in studio, which is fun. Uh, so grateful for our partnership with TV Santa Barbara. And I, I want to welcome my two guests today. Uh, first, Spencer Doman is, is with me. Spencer is a returning guest. You've seen him before. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Dean. Spencer is the uh, CEO of Doman International, uh, Doman, D-O-M-A-N, international.org. They help brain-injured children and people uh, from all over the world, and they've been at this for about 60 ish years yeah long time <laughs> spencer's grandfather glenn doman founded it and his father douglas is involved and spencer's the ceo i call spencer glenn jr because he looks like his grandfather uh, this family has given decades of their life to special needs brain injured people helping them get better helping them live their best lives so i have huge admiration for for this guy and i have huge admiration for the Beautiful lady sitting next to him as well. It's my wife, 25 years, Susan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's so excited about this. She just went, woke up, just, just so couldn't couldn't wait to get here uh, to be on camera. But so Susan, so <laughs> so we're in Armington Hall, Westmont College. The year is 1995, and I hear the sound of aerobic, step aerobics above me. So I had to look into it. And it was Susan. <laughs> My roommates were always annoyed by the step aerobics. They were banging with the baseball bat, but I was like, hey, True. we need to get to know these people. So we did. Do you remember that? I remember that, yep. Yeah, 25 years later, five children. She's an amazing woman. The reason Susan's here is she does work as an advocate. It's not with the Turner Foundation. She does this independently. Um, but she works as an advocate for special needs children. And we're going to explain kind of what that looks like in a second. But uh, Susan does work to help special needs families. One of the things about the special needs community is you have to navigate a maze of services, health care. So not only do you have to deal with the actual realities on the ground of having a special needs child, but then you're navigating a maze of having to try to figure out how to best care for your child. And so there's a program from the state of California that is brand new. And so that's why we're here. Uh, we're here to talk about it. It's called the Self-Determination Program. Literally, this is like, you know, less than a year old, where families can, well, I'll let them describe it because they're better at it, but basically it gives families more control over the services that they're able to have provided, funded through the state of California to the Department of Developmental Disabilities. So, where do we start? Do you want to give just 
a, give a, just a little overview of the self-determination program and kind of w what it's meant for some of the families that you work with. Sure. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. It's an <laughs> honor to be on your show. So, yes, so there was a pilot program for self-determination um, for several years, but it was rolled out to all clients of the regional centers in 2021. The, the difference of self-determination from the traditional regional center program for services is it allows people to have so many more options. It's about freedom. It's about choice. It's about customizing what, what are a person's goals. What do they want in life? What do they want their life to look like? What would serve them best? So that's the amazing thing about it. And so it really allows... Um, children, adults, their families and caregivers to put together something, um, services that are in the best interest of the child. So it's really amazing and lots of people are thriving on it. Um, I know our daughter, Elle Claire, is also on the self-determination program and she is just loving it. It's just, um, I mean, she's achieving new goals, she's having fun, so it's such an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really do, does do a lot, and I because I hear you talking about this all day long with families. Mm -hmm. So let's just describe real quickly for somebody who's watching who may not understand kind of the basics. I'm gonna break this down into really, hopefully elementary terms. So if you have a special needs or disabled, brain injured, Down syndrome, whatever you wanna call the diagnosis, child or individual, um, you have the opportunity to be a client of a regional center. So the state of California has 21 regional centers broken up by geography. So wherever you live in the state of California, there's a regional center. The regional center, you can go to the regional center and you can become a client of that regional center. And that regional center then administers the different services that that child or individual receives. Am I right so far? You're right. If you're a client of the regional center, so if you're accepted as a client of the regional center, <clears throat> then you have the opportunity to do the self-determination program. And what, why we're talking about the self-determination program is what Susan just said, freedom, choice, all these different services. Uh, but also, and I know that you're always hesitant to, to you always under promise and over deliver, which I think is a very good quality. Um, but there, there is additional funding that we've seen some clients have the opportunity to receive as a result of finding out about this. So where a family might receive this, there's a possibility that as they go through the process with the self-determination program that there may be more funding available. The problem is they never know. That's why we're doing this TV show and pushing it out because a lot, oftentimes they don't have awareness that the program even exists, much less how to navigate it. Exactly. What is your, what's been your thought, Spencer, as you've heard about the self-determination program rollout? Well, my first thought is that if we take autism, for example, which is the most common diagnosis that we see at Domin International, you know, the average American family with a child with autism spends $60,000 a year on treatments, schooling, you know, help for that child. Yep. And that can be absolutely devastating to a family from financial uh, standpoint, but also often it means parents have to make very difficult decisions about whether they can actually afford the treatment that they feel that their 
child needs. Right. And so self-determination really opens up the possibilities for families. They can, you know, finally look at a broad range of options and choose what's 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 best for their child. And you know, even when I started this work 15 years ago, when we talked about special needs kids, I think most people knew a child with special needs in their community, right, or a family. But now we've gotten to the point where one in 14 kids is diagnosed with some kind of developmental disability. So, you know, th there are hundreds of thousands of families out there right. who need help, but they don't know where to go. And I think that's why First of all, self-determination program is a wonderful program. I'm so glad it's there, but parents really need help in navigating it, like you yes. said, and that's why someone, an advocate like Susan is so important. Yeah, $60,000 a year they spend yeah. on average. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, and, and the, the amount of uh, devastation that that can create to a family, it can put a lot of uh, stresses on, on marriages. Right. It's really difficult. Right, yeah. and we've walked through that for 20 years. And so, and I've said oftentimes, you know, when, the, when you have a child with the, this issue from, and you guys, you would define brain injury as coma to ADD dyslexia. Dis exactly. And yeah. everywhere in between. Mm -hmm. That's right. The more severe you get, the bigger the challenge is. But it's like, it's like having kind of a, like a bomb dropped on your home is what I would describe it as. Because, it, like you said, it's financial stress, emotional physical, just tired, um, it, it changes everything. What you thought your life and future looked like is no longer the case. <laughs> now we're starting over and we have a whole new path. Now, you know, um, and then the divorce rate's 80% plus. Right. Right. So, so to have some financial relief and some freedom and choice and flexibility through this program, through, through education, is life-changing. What has been the families, give us kind of a, a sense of like the families that you work with, what has been their um, reaction or, or, or uh, response to this new possibility, you know, the new possibilities? Well, first of all, with COVID, that was very challenging for so many families, like a lot of services were stopped, um, couldn't find respite workers. So the self-determination programs rolled out kind of like on the tail end of that. So the, the difference is even more dramatic because um, families are able to uh, get the services that they need, even that they weren't able to get, you know, for the last couple of years. Right. So um, yeah, it could be anything from, I mean, some, some clients are able to add uh, Doman International as a service. Right. Um, some clients are just in dire need of more respite care or personal assistance. Or um, I have a, a client who is super interested in music and being in a band. And so she's able to take those music lessons and um, just have the... The community of a band, you know, she really loves just making music with other people and building friendships. So, those are the kind of things that um, yeah. people are doing through the self determination program. Yeah. So, I mean, is this like horseback riding, or like, mm -hmm. I mean, have I heard you talk yeah. about? Yeah, horseback riding. Um, Languages. Yes, language classes. I mean, it's really. I mean, there are so many options. Of course, they all need to be approved through the regional center, but um, there are some adults who are interested in 
maybe starting a certain business and so they can get a business coach or someone to help them, you know, how to get that started and off the ground. So um, I've seen there are friendship coaches to help mm. people maybe build um, relationships in their apartment community or um, for adults. So yeah, lots of creative different services are being utilized that couldn't be done before. Right. So I just want to clarify about the funding. So um, part of the process that I walk through with families as they're transitioning to self-determination is we look at unmet needs and um, some potential services that they could qualify, could qualify for that they're not currently using. Mm -hmm. So um, self-determination itself doesn't increase the funds, but I would encourage anyone um, in self-determination or not, but to go through what services they're receiving, maybe get an advocate um, right. if they need help because there, there are new ones being added all the time. Like you were saying, there was a new one added last year for, um, for clients like social recreation activities. So, I mean, it's hard to keep on top of everything that's changing, Right. but that is part of the process that uh, an advocate or I can help families with is looking to just make sure they're accessing all of the different services that they can. Yes, <laughs> and I think a lot of parents get intimidated oh. by the <laughs> amount of work that it takes to Right. Uh, to apply and, and qualify mm -hmm. for these programs. Yeah. And so you you can't do it alone. Right. And even if you do, you, you won't get access to everything that you need, so. It's yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah. You watched, need a guide, I mean. It, you do, I watched yeah. Susan figure this out, spent two years, she's a figure it out type person. She'll research mm -hmm. like a pit bull until she figures out the, and I watched her for two years, like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, incredible. And so you're right. And, and I want to clarify one other thing is the state of California pays the advocates. So mm -hmm. you, if you want an advocate, you the families don't pay the, so Susan or whoever, ad, whichever advocate you choose, you don't have to pay the advocate. It's so complicated that the state recognizes that the families can't figure it out. So they're paying a small fee to the advocate themselves to help you navigate it. So that's another common you know, thing. Mm -hmm. Just because you start talking to an advocate, don't worry about getting a bill, you're not gonna get a bill, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is another wonderful thing. Um, how do, so yeah, talk about Dome International and how this affects, because I mean, we, we've known you guys a long time and um, you help kids get better. I mean, that's the best way I can put it, you help people get better. Uh, knowledge of the brain over 60 years of research, doctors, experts. So how, how has this kind of impacted your work? Well, it's it's allowed us to help a lot more California families. You yeah. know, I, I think that's the, the, the main thing. And it has allowed us, you know, what we do is we teach families uh, activities and treatments that can be helpful for the child's development that can help the child learn how to walk if they can't walk or learn how to talk right. or or succeed academically in school right? right that's what we're about and but the the truth is is that uh, while our parents are incredibly dedicated to the program very often there are other things going on in their lives uh, that can make it difficult for them to focus on their child's treatment yeah. And so many of the things in self-determination, like just the fact that parents can get respite help, uh, can help them 
focus more time and attention on, on their child's needs. Uh, so yeah, I, I think by helping families, you know, they're, they're helping the kids. Right, right. There's so many parts of this that I would want to talk about, but the, but just, just overall, I mean, thinking about these families and Spencer, you guys have worked with these families for a long time. Anything, you know, I think about churches, groups, I think about just these families just in general. And I'm always thinking like, you know, I don't think the public knows the level of stress and need. And I hear it because she has these people on speakerphone. And it's a mom in an apartment with a kid that is bouncing off the walls that is wiped out financially, can't figure out health care, doesn't know, doesn't know which way is up. Can't yeah. leave then COVID. Can't leave the house. I mean, this, like, like yeah. I hear it, and I'm like, what can we do for these people? Yeah. We've got to help these people. I mean, that's that's my heart because number one, we've gone through it, but number two, now hearing the families that Susan works with, you know, there is such a need out there. Such a need, and you know, uh, I've seen you know single moms who get who have gotten the help that they need to do it with their. Children. I mean, it's hard enough on on a couple. Right. Uh, imagine being a single parent. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, there's a, another family that that I know where the father is dealing with a chronic health condition. I, I haven't asked for his permission, so I won't say. But we're talking about a life threatening condition, and you can. I mean, you as a dad of a special needs child, I'm sure can understand this. Having a kid who needs help and having to battle your own health issues uh, right. is, is very difficult. And so for this family to know that their child's well-being is safe, you know, despite yeah. everything else that they're facing, that the girl's going to get the help that she needs. And just to give you an example, this child, uh, she started to see, she had cortical visual impairment. She started to see while mm -hmm. getting uh, visual treatment. Uh, she started to move for the first time in, in her life. Uh, her understanding is greatly improved, like her comprehension. And so, but to be honest, without the help of self-determination, I, I don't know if that would have happened. Yeah. Because I don't know if the parents would have had the resources to get that help. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it costs money. Yeah. And so on top of everything else, I mean, when you're dealing with, okay, I want to help my child get better. I know these guys are the answer, but I don't have any money. I mean, that's a situation yes. I think a lot of people find themselves in. Exactly. Now, there's self-determination program. There's advocates that can help you navigate it. And we're doing clinics in California. Yes. So if you're right. a California family, come on, to San, come on down to Santa Barbara uh, <laughs> or up to Santa Barbara. Twice a year, June and December. We're having one this month. We're filming this in December. Uh, so there are clinics. So describe real quickly... Uh, the clinic, what happens in California twice a year, so that the family that's watching now, not only is there the self-determination program and the advocates, but now, uh, you know, you don't have to make the trip to Philadelphia, which we did many times. Yes. We had more luggage than you can <laughs> take a stick at. That's right, yeah. And strollers. Yeah. <laughs> now they don't even have to go to Philadelphia. They can just come to Santa Barbara. Talk about what happens at the clinic. Yeah, so we have a group of California families that come, we come every six months. And what we do uh, is we assess the children, so we see where are their areas of need in terms of development, whether that's, maybe it's their mobility or speech or behavior, it, it, each child is different and, and unique. And then we, uh, we design a customized 
program to help that child reach their goals. So what are speech development techniques that the child might need or you know, what are mobility programs to get the child walking? Uh, you know, what are academic programs the child needs to learn how to read or write or do math. So each child is different and that's what, what we do at Domain International. We have a team that really guides the family in each of these areas of, of development. Creates a program. Creates a program, exactly, for that child that the family can carry out at home. Because we know with consistency, results come with consistency, right? right? And so the family can carry it out at home right. uh, with the child. And we've been doing this in our family for 18 years. So we get the program, we go do it, go back, get a new program, go do it. Can you talk about what this has done in our life just the Doman, the, the meeting Doman. Could you like summarize or give some thoughts on how it's changed our daughter Ella Claire and our family's life? Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry <laughs> asking that question. Um, um, yeah, well, I mean, when we first visited the Domans, um, it was just. I mean, we had been waiting a couple years. Our daughter was about two, and we had just been waiting and searching and looking and praying for some way to help her. Yeah. Because she really wasn't doing well. And I would say just hope. I mean, yeah. they gave us hope that um, the brain can grow and, you know, just opened our eyes to what her potential could be. And finally, we were like, ah, something we can sink our teeth into, you know, something yeah. to do that's actually going to help her get better. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was amazing and it's changed her life. I mean, it's changed her life. Now we get to know what she's thinking and, um, you know, she says, I love you. And, yeah. you know, we get to see her just blossoming and thriving and, just adding to our family in an amazing way. Yeah, so. she's such a gift. I remember when you guys would talk about languages, I'm like, how is this, how in the world is this <laughs> cerebral palsy kid that has like a third of her brain gonna speak English, mm -hmm. much less Spanish? I'm like, you know, no way. She's fluent in Spanish and it yeah. loves it. You know, you guys help people become the best version of themselves and you lift people up. Did, you, did your grandfather, I'm trying to remember this, I don't, even, I don't remember, but did, did your grandfather in his lecture, did he reference when Jesus talked about the, the mud? Yes, yeah. What did he say about it? Yeah. Because um, he healed the... He healed, right, yeah, that uh, yeah, Jesus used mud to, he to heal a blind eye. man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and rubbed, rubbed it in his eyes. That? Why did your grandfather say that? I can um, give you my thoughts, but... I, I think it's because actually one of one of the most effective treatments that we use is our visual stimulation program. Right. And so it's it's actually so effective that when we present the statistics, people often look at it and say, That's that's not no possible. Yeah, yeah, there's no way that's yeah. possible. Yeah. You're fudging the results. And we're like, <laughs> No, like it's so good, you know, it looks bad, you know. Right, right, right. Um, but um, I, I think what he was I, I, I think what he was communicating is that um, you know, it getting a blind person to see is a miracle. Uh, but it's it's possible. I think sometimes people think about miracles, they think, oh, it's something distant that you yeah. know, 
happened 2,000 years ago and right. you know, will never happen again. But, uh, you know, we get to witness miracles Yeah, because I, day. okay, so here's what I think. I mean, I don't want to insult you, but I kind of feel like you're the mud. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Like, I don't, you know, Jesus can snap his fingers and do whatever he wants, anytime, any, you know. But then, but so why do you use the mud? I, I don't have no idea. Why wouldn't he just say, okay, you're good. He's go get the mud. Like, so sometimes he wants us to do something, right? And so you guys help people see. I mean, that, that's just factual. I didn't believe, I got to confess, I was a little shaky on it. I mean, when I'm sitting 50 hours in that lecture room and I'm going, because eh. Ella Claire, left side, totally tightening, stroke happened right side, massive stroke, plus it affected the left side. So the left side of her body, we're watching for two years as she's going like this. She's getting tighter, more rigid, and I'm going, and you guys said, do this, do this, do this, and she'll, start, she'll go from going this way to going this way to going this way to going this way to go, and I'm like, mm. So I find myself <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday mornings making figure eight with carpet squares in our wood floor house. Mm-hmm. Remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm putting out, and Susan did this a thousand times. I'm just giving you my little experience. <laughs> I did it like 1% of the time. I'm putting out, you're, and you guys are saying, well, just this is the phase when she had gone a little bit out and she was starting to creep and crawl. And so you guys said, well, I said, how are we going to get her to do it? And you said, she doesn't eat unless she gets to the next piece of toast. <laughs> so I've got this toast with this, what was it, almond butter? Yeah. I don't know what it was. And we're putting, the t- we're putting it out every six feet to get her to go to the next deal. Yeah. And then the little stairs, she went over, remember, mm-hmm. she went over the little stairs. And I'm like, this, it, our house looked like a circus. I mean, it kind of still does. There's ladders and there's, but we're doing these figure eight. And then, and then lo and behold, she, it worked. And so I'm sitting here as a parent of 18 years, and we're sitting here kind of testifying, saying, these people know how the brain works. Because I want people to know that. If you have a child that's rigid, whatever, flat, you know, whatever the autism, the he- sensitive hearing, like, they know the whole drill. Like, they know the whole, these people know. And they know how to help that, those children get better. It's really, it, it, it is miraculous. But I, but I want to just say, I mean, I think you guys are being used in ways to bring healing to families that is just incredible. Am I missing anything? <laughs> uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, I was just thinking when you were saying that, I mean, miracles aren't always instantaneous. Right. It can mm. be over time, and that's what we've seen with our daughter. Um, you know, it's it, took, it was incremental, yeah. but it's a miracle. It's still a miracle. Right. I mean, she couldn't see us passing in front of her, like, across the room. Right. And now, I mean, this morning she's reading Spanish and she's right. so Commercial. excited and yeah. we're having discussions and it's amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have to say just uh, watching Ella Claire and all the other kids on our program, the healing goes both ways. You yeah, know, because, right. like, watching when you get to witness children and people changing, uh, it's, it, you know, it. It's so beautiful, you know. So, uh, you know, it's it's a, you know, I just I'm so lucky to to get to to witness it, and I I I do want to say because I'm not sure how much time we have left. When parents are considering self determination, there are advocates 
all around the state, and um, I know that they're great people, but I, I do want to recommend parents contact Susan for a few reasons. <laughs> you know, first of all, she's, she's been through it all before for years, right. so she's a parent herself. But also, it, she's, you talked about Susan's determination, and she's incredibly determined, but she's also very patient yeah. and really works with families. Right. And I've seen her really talk families through some very tough times. So yeah. I, I just want to tell parents out there, I, I recommend Susan. Yeah, the miracles can be quick, they can be long. Somebody asked me one time, you know, why didn't he, you know, why, why didn't the healing come quickly? Why didn't God, you know, do this or do that? And I said, I don't know. He doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I work for him. Uh -huh. yeah. Right, right. He doesn't answer to me. Yeah. But, you know, but you guys are in one sense, I think you're in the miracle business. And, and so I want to just once again, you know how I feel Thank about you. you. You're, Thank you. you're like family to us. These are trustworthy people, folks. I, you can trust them with your grandmother's checkbook. Trustworthy people, good people, love, they love, they do this out of, it's a labor of love, and it's been decades, nonprofit organization. So we love the Domans, we love Susan, <laughs> Susan's an advocate, and this has been fun. Thank you guys. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We'll see you next time.